it's lights out, and away we go. Welcome to an American's Guide to Formula One. Now let's start the show. Let's start the show indeed. We're finally back. Sorry, everybody, for the delay, but I'm Andy Lewis, and I'm joined via the telephone by my father, Papa T-Sauce, a.k.a. Tim Lewis. What's up, Dad? Hey, this is the Padre speaking. Hey, El Padre Roger Niner. Hey, check, check, check one Niner. Uh, are we clear, See, I'm, are I'm, we clear I'm, for takeoff of this here podcast? I don't know. I was landing. I don't know about you. <laughs> but I guess we should take off though. Yeah, we're clear. Uh, all right. Clear for uh, clear for departure. All right. Well, sorry for the delay, everybody, but we're finally back. Uh me and my lovely wife took a much needed vacation uh for a, over just over a week. Went down to Costa Rica and then we got back and we're in the deep in the throes of of moving. We just purchased a new house. So um I've been very busy, but this cannot wait. There's too much to discuss. We know you all are, are are waiting patiently by your phones for the notification that there's a new episode out. So we're finally here, and we got a, a real good one lined up because we had we had some just excellent racing and a ton of F1 news, right, Dad? This is this is a truism, and and this is a new thing. Me and Dad haven't talked. We have not talked about F1 since I left. So you're going to get our real off the cuff reactions and discussions this is just like how we are when we call each other and talk about it but um yeah let's jump right into the sprint dad i anybody who says that they don't like the sprint format and then watches that austrian grand prix sprint and then still says they don't like sprint races i'm gonna just be like what's wrong with you yeah that was a that was so awesome it was the best it Uh, was so good it was so it was I mean, like everything is just so compressed because there's just what is it, twenty laps or something crazy? Twenty five laps or it, it's? I think it was twenty four. The, the laps are it's just so crammed in, and, and, and guys know they don't have a full race to try and make well, something happen and let things play out. They got to go out and make it happen, and it's it was awesome. Starting on the wet, going to dry is always one of my like all time favorite like racing scenarios. I just love it. I love when there's somebody who is like gambles and goes for the dries and you can usually always count on Mr. George Russo to, <laughs> to go for it. Um, but what's up, Georgie? Georgie Russo. Um, <laughs> Perez gets max off the line, which was so great. The battle straight for the line. Like, where have you been? Mr. Perez. And it's like everybody's talking about his slump, but he drove really great. He has he had these moments, but we'll get to Perez later. But that that mm-hmm. bar- the battle, you can see the tensions are really rising there too. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just great wheel to wheel battling, and then of course Max being a baby, you know, he pushed me off as he's like driving straight through Perez. Um, I just, but I mean, altogether, just an action packed wheel to wheel. Lots of great battling. Um, Haas looked incredible all the time, all the way at from their qualifying and the sprint. Um, mm-hmm. Hulkenberg especially just, just driving awesome, and then um, we had the 
we had to move from the 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 wets to the sauce. Did were you excited about that, Pops? Well, I was I was kind of wondering about it being so soon because it still seemed like they're throwing up a lot of water, but. Well, Mr. Georgie Russell. And I love when when, <laughs> when uh, they ask uh, Stroll, they're like, uh, a lot of drivers are going for sauce. He's like, no way, man. It's inters for sure. And meanwhile, like Russell's setting the fastest lap by like two and a half seconds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was really cool yeah, to that see was... the, the, um, the off-the-line comparisons that the softs give you to the wets. Like there was when Russell was passing Norris to get back into the points. Um, he just, he just drove away from him off the line. Um, but we have to, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. That's going to be kind of a theme throughout this whole episode is just McLaren showed up, man. Mm-hmm. Did that surprise you? How, how much of a jump McLaren made? Yeah. It, it frankly, shocked, it shocked the shit out of me. Yeah. I was going, what? What? But I mean, I guess I guess it was like, well, when it was qualifying, I was like, oh, but then I remember that they did that at Norris qualified. What was it? Spain. He qualified P2 and then finished P18 or something like that. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people were like, OK, well, is this here to stay? And then, boy, was it except he did well, get into that anti stall on that lap one. It was he went just dropped too many revs, I think, and he got past what like he lost like six point six spots on the opening lap. A lot. He, and he fin- I didn't finish just outside the points. I was right. Uh, Russell switched to softs, got him the that P seven. Yeah, which my, I didn't actually full full disclosure. I didn't watch the sprint shootout because of we were in Costa Rica, and I didn't see but. Something bad happened to Hamilton and Russell because they were in eighteen and fifteen. So that means they didn't even get out of Q one uh, of that session. Yeah, they would, they ran into. Um, see, I, I got my notes here. Get the notes, pops. Uh, Hamilton was out in in uh, sprint qualifying first session, um, which really shocked me though because was, he was he. It was just a lot because P5. of traffic. Just traffic, and it was in the wet, wasn't it? It was traffic. It was wet. Yeah, it was. Uh, Signs, uh, signs did some kind of uh, uh, slow things down. Um, uh, what was the, Russell was having trouble with hydraulics. Yeah, he was unable to get through the Q two. But it was it made for some so, awesome action watching them pick their way through the race in the sprint, right. though. Because they they both moved up like six positions. There's so much good on track battling going on. Oh yeah, that, yeah, it really was something. What happened? And to I, Leclerc? I have to. Leclerc was nowhere during the sprint too. Right, he he was P15 at the end of the sprint. Um, yeah, and then, I think he just he got caught go up in the traffic in the and too he, P12. Yeah, he just kind of languished. But. I mean, it was a pretty all, it was probably the one somewhat decent race weekend this year for, for Ferrari. It was like, I mean, Leclerc finishing P2, only five seconds off of Max. Science, I mean, I think he just, strategy, he got, he got caught out with that, with the strategy. Now, what are you, which one are you talking about? The race, during the race, the Austrian race now, I think we're. 
I think we covered the sprint. Oh, we're, at, we're to the race. Okay, so we've gone from sprint to the race. See, that's yeah. where you can't. Well, because we have to talk about. I mean, we we just that was enough. Let's just move on. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was awesome. If if you'd missed it, you should go watch it. It was Basically, it was high, it was really good race, and then and then somewhat farcical as well with all of these with the track limits. Oh geez, but well, it was. How many? I mean, you can either take the. You, uh, I don't know. You had it. They a had bunch. like it was so many. There was let's see, Carlos Sainz had a ten second penalty, Hamilton ten second penalty, Pierre Gasly ten second penalty, Alex Albon ten second penalty, Ocon two oh, ten second Ocon. penalties and two five second penalties, <laughs> Logan Sargent ten second penalty, Nick DeVries ten second penalty and five second penalty, and some and of Yuki them Sonoda five second penalty. I guess they were there till nine thirty. Figuring out the order of that race. That's ridiculous. Okay. Can you imagine being an actual journalist? Like we were there and you're just sitting there waiting for the stewards and the FIA. Yeah, the race starts. What is the the race starts at two? Four, four two. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, two o'clock usually local okay. time. So, oh, yeah. you know, almost a couple hours when all the mumbo jumbo and the trophy and all that stuff. And But 9.30. Yeah, that's like. I remember Lewis, Lewis was really, really on one about it too. But notice, you know what's an interesting thing that I just thought of is how come there were no time penalties during the sprint then? I don't remember anybody <laughs> saying a single, not even getting a black and uh, white warning flag. Like, yeah. So what, what changed? And like, what can we do about the time, uh, about track limits that what do you think about track limits do you think this new era of strongly enforcing track limits is good or bad for the sport i personally like it yeah me too because i think it's uh, the rules you can't go off the track it's the rules <laughs> yeah you, you get you got to have at least one, one of your tires in inside the white line that doesn't seem all that hard and um but I mean, there, you can see that there are advantages to be gained. Some some tracks are just more. I mean, if you cheat, if you're going to use it that strong of a term, if you're going to exceed track limits, you can gain a significant advantage. And I think the thing that I just think drives I heard it, someone say everybody three, nuts is the three to five the inconsistency. Of a Sorry, we're talking yeah. to each other. Three to five seconds yeah. per for that that ten turn ten. I think is the one that was really hard for everybody. But it can you can gain you something like three to five tenths if you can really exploit it. Uh, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That's a huge advantage over fifty some laps. You know, that's that's a huge advantage. Yeah, and if you know, and if, and I think that it would be hard. That, then when you start allowing exceeding track limits. Then, when when do you start gaining an advantage of cutting a corner so much that you you gain the advantage and then where it's you got to give the place and, back? But and, and I if think, you decided not to keep going, if you sorry. decided not to if you decided not to to uh, enforce track limits, then you're going to get into that part of it to where you know 
the we um, we have to give your lab back, and and so what good is that? So it seems much simpler just to say, don't exceed the track limits, and everything will be fine. And I don't know what would if it's something about Austria or whether people were just pushing the boundaries to see how far they could get with it. But then, like you said, the sprint race, they didn't seem to follow suit with that. I mean, I don't remember any talk about it. But they they were really clamping down. Well, I don't know if they clamped down during the sprint shootout, a.k.a. sprint quality. Uh, yeah, because I, then wasn't wasn't the qualifying was the for the race too. really tight? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was excellent. I um, think um, Leclerc. I mean, put everything into lap, that lap. I think it was what like fifty-seven thousandths of a second. Like it was the closest qualifying margin this season. I remember them saying that. Uh, I'd have to look it up, and I don't want to. <laughs> okay, it was close. Let's leave it at that. You know, I mean, it, it was just, yeah. Um, and I mean, but, it cost several people positions. I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't find it. But I know for sure Lewis lost a place. I'm pretty sure. I mean, Ocon definitely lost places with his thirty uh, second penalty. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but you know, it isn't fair to the drivers who who didn't have any penalties. George Russell didn't have any penalties. Alonzo didn't have any penalties. I mean, Max didn't have any penalties. Like, I think it's exactly right. I just think that it makes it, it is farcical. I get what people are saying because there was like, what, thou, I think there were thousands of these warnings. And the, um, which is just, I mean, if everybody's doing it, it's kind of like whatever. But you notice how they, we don't have track limit problems at Monaco or at any of the other other street circuits because there's a wall there. Um, mm-hmm. But I think some of the drivers made an excellent point that it, and, and some of the other like media that I consumed, I know Chris Harris was talking about it on the Collecting Addicts podcast, which if you haven't listened to, go listen to it. It's so good. Um, but they talk, he talks about just how absolutely difficult it is to see out of these cars. Like they're so massive. Um, but I think with all of the technology that we have, like there's got to be a way for the the drivers to be have a better have more awareness of when they're crossing the lines. Because I do remember some of the drivers they're like, okay, that's it, we've like a black and white flag, no more track limits at this turn, and we'll start getting penalties. And they're like, how come you didn't tell me I've done it? How, we have we been warned even? Um, Mm-hmm. They get for just to clarify for those of you, it's that they get two. Was it two? They can do it two times. On the third one, they get a black and white flag, and then the fourth time, they accrue a penalty. I think it's five seconds, and then it's ten seconds. Um, right. So, it's like yeah, make it so there a little light on the dashboard goes on or something, or like you know it it, it beeps. When you like, like operation, you remember the game operation when you touch the edge, it would like shock them. Shock them. Yeah. Well, just like at our everyday cars. Yeah. You know, you got the vibrations um, or something. Well, no, it's the oh lane lane. Oh, the lane. Yeah, lane keeping or just a uh, blindside monitoring. Yeah. Stuff. 
I mean, you know? there's got to be a way to do it, but. Uh, uh, Chris Harris on that. They said that it should be like when you're in go karting and you're misbehaving in your go karting, and the guy turns down your cart for a little while. <laughs> that they should do that. You know, you get three warnings and then you lose two tenths. You know, like you drop, you get like sixty horsepower. Oh, you mean off your car, right? Like de- detune the engine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Instead, for the for the rest of that lap, you're you're operating on like you know seventy five horsepower less. You know. Yeah. They'll they'll stop doing it real quick. Or put a gravel trap back in. Put grass. Put something that costs them. They won't go over. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then I heard that there's a whole that opens up this whole debate they they talked about about how because it's gotten so expensive for these circuits to host Grand Prix and to be a Grand Prix circuit that they have to do a lot more events like you know superbike f2 f3 uh you know all these different um racing calendars racing what what's the word i'm looking for um, just different different segments uh, of, of automotive sport <laughs> different yeah. classifications there it is there and um and i guess the superbikes are they really the you know the gp motorcycles the right they had somebody, one of their riders went into a gravel trap and it killed him. And so they're, they don't, they don't race at, you know, circuits or they'll, they'll boycott a circuit for not for, they won't, you know, elect to go and race at that circuit. And these, these racetracks need all of these events and all the ticket sales and the money that they accrue to that to pay for the right to be on the F1 calendar. It's become such big business, you know? Um, but yeah, it's a well. That's where it stems from the safety aspect of it. Um, well, because um, yeah, we do want the drivers to be safe. We, I mean, we don't want to turn every track into a death trap or you know a street circuit and have concrete barriers. But it would alleviate the discussion of track limits if there was a natural a natural barrier, a natural deterrent to going off the racing, and that could be uh, you know just bringing back the sausage curbs. Um, you know, that wreck your under your, your floor, especially in the, in this ground effect era, these drivers, I mean, look at what happened to when Alonzo went into the, yeah, Alonzo, in yeah. Spain. you know, it cost him, yeah. it cost him probably a podium at that, at race. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. And I'd rather see that kind of stuff, that kind of, uh, order shake up and, you know, because that happens in real time. We don't have to be sitting here calculating, um, you know, penalties and, you know, arithmetic deciding the order of the race versus actual racing and right. and action. You know, someone going on a gravel, gravel trap is a hell of a lot interesting than, okay, Elkan, you have 30 seconds penalty. You came last, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think some of those Length, lengthier penalties are, were a result for they didn't serve the initial five second penalty properly. Oh yeah, like like somebody like what are the guys of the jacks? Oh, touched uh, it or what are the yeah touched the car? That's so what's the jack with the tire? Yeah, you know, like the, the guy getting ready to take the tire off. Yeah, they they can't touch the wheel or the tire totally until the five second. What do you think about Second natural deterrence, third. though? Do you think that should be? Well, yeah, I think at? I've always, I've always 
you probably know this, that natural consequences are great disciplinary measures. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Don't touch that, Andrew. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, uh, you didn't touch a hot stove again, did you? So it was, uh, I like that, that idea. But then now you're talking about, oh, well, they'll destroy something and they'll come flying across the track. And, you know, you, you wish you had something to where, um, like if you exceeded track limits, that there were the sensors, because I'm sure there's sensors. Well, yeah. That can can tell that it would like lift your throttle a certain percent or something. Well, totally. Like and, but at least, at least, I think the other big uh, appeal thing is that that there are humans on these corners that are making these calls, not digital sensors. And so some right. drivers were getting you're right way like because when you have you know the wheel to wheel action that we had, you're not going to see you're only going to see the first guy who did it, not the three guys after him. Because you have to literally like just, hold up a flag and then that gets noted. And then it's like, that's also why mm -hmm. it took nine hours. It wasn't like, I mean, you're telling me in the, the well, age they, of F1 and the all the sensors and tech and computers and crap that we have, it could just like tell them and uh, automatically award penalties. You know, the, some system should just be automatically awarding penalties if it's going to be this ridiculous. But well, they, but they have video. They always have to review the video of the super slow-mo and different angles. It's yeah, but no, that's not it. happening real time. They can't do that for, there was over a thousand of these no. things. They can't do that for every single yeah. one. No, but that's how they confirm it, I guess. But we can't, and, yeah. I'm just saying we can't, if it's going to be this important, if it's going to be this, this big of a deal, which I think it should be, I think it's, if it's in the rules, then do it and be hard on it. And like, yeah, make it count. Um, but make it fair. Make it better. Um, make it consistent. Yeah, because there's, there's, yeah, the consistency thing, I think, is what's driving people crazy. And me, I'm, I'll include myself in that number. But, uh, yeah, the consistency. Yeah. Um, this was also the first, one of the first races in a long time that we didn't see Max lead every lap. We had, you know, for a good bit there, Leclerc, or not good bit, but for a while, Leclerc was ahead, and so was Sainz because of those pit stops. Uh, so that yeah, was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was nice to have to see Max pass somebody. <laughs> Both races, well, both yeah. of these races, Max had well, to pass somebody. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it, if anything, it shows just the, I mean, Max is putting the car in, position to pass but how superior just technically the red bull car is um just it seems well, effortlessly the, well it's, in it's the hands effortless of max. how they do this in the hands of max in hands of Matt, yeah yeah when it comes, yeah let's be real let's be let's be will <laughs> let's be real <laughs> checo is having a rough go thanks right now oh I think, he, uh, I mean, he's having a rough, definitely a rough go of things at qualifying. I actually think, you know, Austria race-wise was really good for him. He, I mean, it just, I wish he could just not have to try, have to work so hard. I mean, if you just qualify where that car is capable of qualifying, like get, j just get into Q3, man. 
Um, right. But um, the one that really surprised me, some of the stuff that really surprised me during that I really liked watching was the battle specifically between Science and Perez that just seemed to go on for laps. What were the two straight laps of them battling? Uh, uh, yeah. And Science had a really great battle with, with Max that race. Science, Science is, a, I think, just a really uh, underrated defensive and um, defensive driver. I think he's shown time and time again that he can really keep his cool in tremendous situations of with, with extremely good drivers. Um, not saying Perez is an extremely good driver, but I mean, when he's in that much faster of a car and, and science is making it that difficult on him, I think that really says something about his mm-hmm. abilities. Um, but I thought the race in all was just, just a fantastic race. I mean, I mean, what did you think about Max pitting for the fastest lap point? Um, I mean, I'm, I get it. Yeah. Uh, cause how many, I mean, right. The championship has come down to one point. Yeah. But let's a point. it's, that's not going to happen. this year. <laughs> not, not this year. And so, um, I mean, under the guise of that, I just think he, that's just his nature, his yeah. drive. I liked and, it. I I liked it. I think it it does. I think it also sends a message to the paddock. I think it really says something about Red Bull as a team. Like they're not my favorite team. I've made no. I've I've done you know nothing to say. Yeah. You all know my my feelings on Horner and about on Max and Red Bull as a whole team. But I I really like that. That gained a lot of respect for me. I think it you know, the 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 trust in yeah. yourself, the trust in your team, the relentless nature. Like I like yeah. you. That's how you win championships, though. That's how you get to be that good. Is is everything counts? Everything counts. It doesn't matter that yeah. Max has more points than Mercedes, uh, Aston Martin, and Ferrari <laughs> combined. Not all combined, well, and but it, their team, the whole team. Max has more points than all of those three teams. You know, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, that that pit delta. Which is that you know that time? It's twenty two seconds every, or twenty seconds or something like that, and he but, had a twenty three second lead, twenty four second lead. Yeah. Okay. And so, what if he didn't have a routine stop? That's what, what if, I'm saying. Oh, what if a wheel nut got crossways? Oh man! And instead and of was, a and instead what, of a two point three second part of stop, you got a five point three second stop, and, be- and you lose the race. Believe me, you know? my fingers were crossed for that to happen. Uh, I was, I was uh, begging, please, for the love of God, have something fuck up. Somebody mess this up. I want to hear Max cry. I want to see them blow the race, but that didn't uh, happen. They had a two point two second or two point three second stop. Max comes out, flies, that, just but, coast to the fastest lap of the race, yeah. and it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Like, it was. But think about the trust that, you have in your team and exactly. Yourself. It comes back. It comes back to what you originally said: is that you know we can just coast here, and I'll I'll pick up my twenty five points. Thank yeah. you very much. But no, I want 
it's about excellence and we want to hit the trifecta, you know, pole, P1 and fastest lap. So, yeah. Uh, and that was their 10th race win in a row and his fifth in Austria. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, it was, it was like great. It was great. I mean, and I, I've heard a lot of people talking about, you know, Max running away with this and he's, he's got it in the bag, but there's still so much going on. Like, oh yeah. Ex- well, let, yeah. This has happened. Hamilton did this. Senna did this. There's been plenty of examples of people having these extremely, you know, un untouchable seasons. And you just have to grow up and understand that that's, that's, part of this sport that's what happens but what's what else is going on and yeah it would be better if what everything else that was going on and how close the rest of the field is was for the actual world title of course that would be more interesting but it's still interesting it's still good i still cannot wait for every race to start you know yeah i was sitting i was like at the beach in costa rica and where was i I was laying on a bed watching f1 like i was excited to watch it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That's that that is the lure of this sport, I tell you. It's just because um, there's just so much happening down the line. There's uh because uh this year's back runner in several could be the champion. Yeah. You know, it happened more so in the earlier years when technology and reliability weren't always so yeah um, upright up in front yeah but it, it, it's cool it's it, that that's what you look for is God, who's going to improve this time well and it's it's been nuts. Boy, did, we did we sure we sure saw some improvement with some teams well from Nora from moving on the Silverstone from both um, Norris and Oscar Piastri but we also saw yeah with, with with Aston Martin at the beginning of the year with, you know, and what was it? Five podiums that Alonzo's had. If you would have said in the off season, if Alonzo was going to get a podium, I would have bet you a million dollars that he wouldn't, you know, and then yeah, he, he ended would, up getting five. Yeah. And then we saw Norris and Piastri come out of nowhere with these upgrades and they're right back in it. They're right back up there. Oh gosh. Yeah, man. How, before we get on to, to Silverstone, we should have take a break and have a little discussion of one of our two. Yes, that's one of two moments with Martin that we got for you guys. And this happened. I'm sure you guys, if you're on social media, saw the whole thing with him and what was it? Kara, whatever. Kira. 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 The Kira. Kira. I don't know. Whatever her name is. The movie star. Uh, so here we go. I'm just going to play it, and then we can discuss it because this is no. Isn't she like a minute? Isn't she like a a pop music star or something? Oh, she's like an actress. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, pretty sure she's an actress. Okay. All right. It's, it's, this is still funny. Here we go. <laughs> Quick chat, Sky F1. Good to see you on the grid. He said. He said. Well, the deal is everybody has to speak on the grid. Isn't that no? No. No. Then you, then you must leave the grid. Yeah, I mean that. that sh- man, you're so lucky to be there on the grid, getting to see this. You know how much I would kill to be the someone that Mar- that, that Martin Brundle wants to talk to, and you're just saying no. Are you kidding? Yeah, 
No. Okay. <laughs> like, they should give everybody a picture of Martin that gets to go on the grid and be like, if this guy comes and talks to you, he's lovely. He's amazing. He's a legend. Yeah. Just say, it's great to be here. So happy. Hope you have a great day. Bye. Like, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to, but you don't have to be like that either. All right. No. We're going we're gonna to start back from the beginning. But Chance, you can well, tell. Good to see you on the grid. He said, he said, well, the deal is everybody has to speak on the grid, but, uh, you know, I hey. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm sure it would have been extremely interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you can like you can hear Martin when he when when she's like I can't I can't hear anything then I can't hear anything. <laughs> he goes oh okay <laughs> savage like, savage light, Martin unlocked. Light. <laughs> I claim. If you, haven't, if you haven't gone on to YouTube and just typed <laughs> Martin Brundle's most savage moments and just watched the, like, I think it's like <laughs> seven-minute video of him just burning people, it's the <laughs> best, most British burns ever. But there's one with Christian Horner where, like, uh, Christian Horner's like, oh, I guess you weren't good enough or, like, wasn't fast enough like you or something. And he's like, well, at least I was a racing driver. <laughs> oh. It's so good, but oh, I love God. that he's like he's like I like because you've I've like listened to Martin talk about how much he like he thinks doing the grid walk is so awkward, but it's like this thing that he's famous for, and he's like I don't know any of these people, I don't want to talk to them, and then they are like I don't want to talk to you, and he's like Oh, okay, like I really care. <laughs> I'm sure you had a lot to say, child. <laughs> Uh, oh god! Extremely interesting. That was just yeah. so great. Uh, that was uh, agreed. Agreed. Okay, so back to McLaren and Norris. Um, now we're back to Silverstone. Silverstone, uh, McLaren, Norris, Piastri, British Grand Prix. I guess you want to know something I heard from our beloved the race is that Piat. So Norris had all that pace at Austria because he got one of the first parts of the upgrade. So uh-huh. this week Piastri got that upgrade that he got or at Silverstone Piastri got the upgrade that was on the, on Norris's car um, Austria. for Austria and was yeah. still missing a front wing upgrade that was on Norris's car. Um. So he was he was uh, a couple of tenths, they say, which is good for a couple of tenths. Um, for the for per lap, and what was the what was the deficit to Piastri and Max during qualifying? Oh, it was nine tenths. So twenty Norris's Q three time was twenty one twenty six point nine. And Oscars was one twenty seven point zero, so oh no, less than a tenth. It was like a tenth. tenth. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's food for thought for if if Biastri can can cash the checks that everybody says he was writing. I mean, you give him a car, you give him an ability, and he and he's he's right there with Norris. Yeah, is, I, I is, mean, who is if you're not thinking, if you're not still crediting Norris as being one of the best drivers in our in the in the sport right now, you're dreaming because he is. He just is. Hey, ch- hey, check this out. Yeah, check this out. 
Peter Windsor on his post uh, British Grand Prix uh, podcast said yeah. he you have to he said this guy reminds me of the magic that Ayrton Senna had. Uh, Piastri or Norris? Yeah, P- Piastri. He's he's quick, man. He's going to be really quick. He said he says he's it's um, you know he doesn't. He, there's just something about his persona that apparently just he's like it, yeah he's like that's machine heavy. Re, uh, repeatable too, like everybody. Uh-huh. He's like one of the most consistent drivers too. It's not like Leclerc can be is undoubtedly one of the quickest guys, but he's so spiky. He's so inconsistent. You know, he'll, mm-hmm. he'll be the fastest and then he'll be way out and nowhere, you yeah. know, and really not like reliable. And I guess Piastri is like, hey, hit these deltas and he's doing it like to one to like the 10th every lap, lap after lap after lap after lap and then can be brilliantly quick because if you if you watch that start, the restart, I, I watched the highlights a couple, uh, and I watched it start a couple of times. Piastri had them both. He just, tr- he went, he went to the inside when he should have just stayed straight. I don't think he, had mm-hmm. caught, I don't think he expected Norris to get as good of a jump and he didn't expect, um, Verstappen to have to come and cut him off, cut cover off, you know, to tuck in behind Norris. Um, All right. He thought, you know, that for sure Max would have had to just gone straight. Um, but if, if, if Norris would have stuck his line and gone to the outside of turn one, he would have been leading that race. I really think you're, you're talking about Piastri. Yep. Piastri on the start. Yep. Yeah. If you watch his reaction, to his launch, that was close, man. Oh yeah. Was it was class. just that, that was... he had nowhere to go. It was just that he had nowhere to go. He was, he was way faster on the start. Um, and no, he, no question. That was really something. That was really something. Um. So, and where did he end up finishing? He had something happen to him, didn't he? Um, oh no, P four. Yeah, Hamilton got. Yeah, him. he's P four. Yeah, Hamilton got him. And he, the way he and was I, I, I think it was Hamilton I, was great too. Oh yeah, I mean the kids got it. It's gonna be fun. I, I it's gonna be something. Because and I mean and then uh, your driver of the day, of course, was Lando Norris, and boy did he ever deserve that too. Oh no question, that was. Awesome. I mean that to to lead against Max and to do so well battling against Max at the start of that race. Um, I mean, Max, well, the first five races, no five laps, of- one of the greats of all time and a legend already. Yeah, and he completely held his own, looked great in a definitely inferior car with. Absolutely brand new upgrades on the car. Just just was amazing. Stuck it in. Great. Then later on, yeah, the, and then at the end of the race, held off a seven-time world champion. Well, <clears throat> eight-time world champion. One of the great, the greatest <laughs> of all time. Held him off on hards when yeah. he had softs. I, that, I was sweating BBs. I and thought, I, 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 was I fully expected Lewis. I fully expected Lewis to take him. I no did problem. too. And I did too. I think just Lewis didn't did too. happen. At, that shows how good that McLaren is at firing up tires, though. Yeah, that was the thing that the um, that McLaren ha- 
found the sweet spot for getting the tires, you know, lit up, like you said. I think, Nobody, uh, it, I think though, that in probably, I can only think of probably maybe two or three other racers that that worked with. Where you can put a hard, I mean, I get the McLaren is great at firing up the tires, but Lando did that too, you know? Lando's oh, yeah. car control, yeah. his placement, his awareness, him, his battery deployment, you know, there, that's, a, that's a, for how young he is, he's, that's a lot of management. That's a lot of understanding. That's a lot of coolness. That's a lot of a belief in your ability and having the ability. Like that, that I was so just impressed at at his race, and to be, you know, for the first half of this season, been puddling around at the back, you know, and to stay on it and to stay in your head, and that, that when the moment comes to be ready to capitalize on it, it's awesome. It was awesome to see. It was, I mean, that was a great race. I mean, that was. That was a great race, no doubt about it. That the first five laps were like so good, where we're stopping in Norris or you know going at it. That, and was, was awesome. right there. Oh well, yeah, he's just like waiting for somebody to. Lewis, I mean, if they got to, yeah. Lewis lost big on the on the opening lap too. What a great race Lewis drove. Uh yeah, I'm trying to think of. How far did he fall? He he. Well, he qualified seventh. I mean, the ones that really lost out were Ferrari. Ferrari qualified shows again their problems. How fast that car is over one lap, and how good it is at firing up its tires. They qualified fourth and fifth, and then finished ninth and tenth. Yeah, that, that doesn't compute. What's that... going on at Marinello? I, they were supposed to be really competitive there too. That's that was the scuttlebutt, wasn't it? Ferrari engine too, because it didn't go, it didn't go great for Haas. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Yeah, that was a yeah. Hot, you know, Magnuson's car caught on fire, triggered that safety lap, which again, great right. action, or it was a virtual safety car, wasn't it? And then it went full safety. Well, it went, yeah, it, was a, it started out as a virtual safety car and a lap later it went full safety car. And then everybody was in for soft, but McLaren changed to hard tires on lap Yeah. 34. Oh, and it was, it, <laughs> Piastri didn't battle uh, Hamilton. Everybody was probably screaming at the, my, their devices. Hamilton jumped Oscar in the pits. That was right. They had that That's right. slow pit, and Hamilton came out well ahead. Um, fun facts from that podium and the battle, which was so good. I thought for sure Hamilton was getting, <laughs> you saw him, uh, uh, hesitate at cops too. <laughs> I, I feel like they both have, both Max and Lewis have, have, you know, a little PTSD from that incident, but it was the <laughs> first time two British drivers have stood on the podium, uh, at Silverstone since 99. That's yeah. That how cool must that have been to have been there, being a Brit, being a fan of both those guys, and to just get that at your home Grand Prix. 
And Russell had well, what, was did had some great moves and overtakes as well. well yeah, that. Uh, I mean, the drag race at the end, dive too. Yeah, and then the but there was a drag race at the end, wasn't it? Do we? Um, with, oh no, um, that was at the that was in the spring. oh that was back in the spring yeah. in Austria. It was that was nine Austria, thousandths yeah. of a second. That was right. That was so. Funny. That's right. Um, but let's talk about well, Perez. we got it. We got. Well, you know, about you know another thing though about that you were talking about kind of milestones. Yeah. That didn't Red Bull set a record for the eleven? No, no, the eleventh win in a row. Yeah. Ties no, the record six that well, McLaren has held. Yes, and, McLaren and Max has won six in a row, which he's only the fifth person to do. Ever or sixth, sixth person to do ever. Yeah, well, I think that's probably going to change. I'm not not change. It's going to just get it's, bigger. It's bigger. going. It's definitely going to go up. But in a row, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, that's why you have to you watch. You never one. know. You never know. I guess I did see that Red Bull has upgrades coming. They're. I think they're going to finally put on the upgrades that they've probably had for a while. Oh, I meant mm. to. I meant to point this out for some of those. For, for some of you who may have been questioning why Piastri doesn't have the same car as Norris. And that just is something that we could, it's kind of interesting to talk about too, is that they just can't make it. You know, like it, the, these upgrades that we talk about, like they're just falling out of the sky. There's hundreds of people working their asses off in factories. That's why you always hear Hamilton and, and the drivers who get it, um, that people are working incredibly hard to make these pieces that they just end up going and bending into a wall or, you know, Max drives into the curb and pit lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, and and they're, by, you know, expenses or timing or whatever, they can't get the parts on, like physically made and on the car by the time of the race and and then you know most drivers most teams have a, a one and two driver as i'm sure you've gained or gleaned and norris just being the veteran there they and the you know the benchmark of of the car they're going to give him the, the whoever's leading probably is the clause or whatever um the upgrades i meant to touch on that earlier sorry well you know not every upgrade benefits you there's True. been upgrades that have made the car worse. True. And I think McLaren, that was last year, year before. Totally. McLaren came with all these upgrades and the car actually was worse. Or Lewis so, at the beginning of last year, you know, no. he was mm -hmm. trying all the different things and letting him, you know, saying, yeah, make me the guinea pig. So it's not always a benefit. I mean, it, it's definitely was a benefit in Austria and, and again in Silverstone. And, and that's the other cool thing is that it looks like you know, this is, this is here to stay now for McLaren. And like, it just adds another, yeah. another level of intrigue to, to how this, you know, the pecking order well, of this the is, championship is going to come out. This was a scuttlebutt from the beginning of the season that, you know, they're talking about Aston Martin coming with the big play and really, and if they're doing incredibly well in the first part of the season and now People are catching up, and they don't have much to fall back on, apparently. Yeah. I but guess, then they I were just talking about McLaren, you know, wait till we get 
into April. Wait till we get in, you know, get further down the road yeah. or June. I mean, they were always talking about June as being when things were really going to come together for McLaren and what, you know, hang on to your booties. But, um, yeah. Well, it's here. It's here, baby. And I think they have more to, more to go too. And I think, I well, you know, think they're always Alonso's looking. fully out. I think something had to be going on because, you know, stroll out qualified, Alonzo in on actual pace and merit it seemingly this time in Austria or the mm-hmm. last time in Austria and then yeah. was nowhere here but Alonzo definitely wasn't you know where he thinks he I think he thought he was going to be in Austria and the car and I guess there's some there's some there's still some track specific stuff that um and I I heard the, a lot of people saying that Hungary's going to be a better track for the Aston and we'll be right back up there but that means we could see you know Norris and Alonzo battling, you know, we could see, you know, and if Ferrari can actually get their shit together and, you know, Mercedes, we can see, you know, five cars battling for P2 now. Like, hello, uh, I'm here for it. (laughs) I'm ready to watch. Yeah, of course I wish it was for P1, but that's over. Let go of it. It's long gone. (laughs) Max is is a world title. Max is going to win this world championship. Um, oh, I think, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Stroll and Gasly's yeah. collision where Stroll just is out of control again and drove into the side of uh, yeah. Gasly and broke his suspension, causing the well, man. Yeah, and that was like if Albie two laps left, or no, terrible four laps lap. left, that happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was um, double DNF for 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 uh, Alpine. Yeah. And it didn't have to be. I mean, no. Gasly went out after. Yeah. I mean, the first one was their fault, or not? I guess not their fault, but it was a manufacturer. It was a part that they they buy. That it was a pump, yeah. a water pump, or something that went out to go kind of. Yeah. Yeah, but only four laps left when Gasly got bumped. I mean, it sucks. Oh. They should. They 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 really should be way up, way higher in the in the world championship points right now. I mean that's the thing that's that's really giving McLaren some hope now to beat them is that they've just had mm-hmm. they've had two, this is their second race that they've had double DNFs whilst running in points and looking good like they're having some really bad luck, luck and some yeah. bad calls though too to be fair um, yeah, be. but we have to talk about Perez before we move on to the new section and yeah um, because it it it's it's a slump now it's it's something bad. I mean, and Albon. We have to talk about Albon because the Williams looked fantastic early on in practice and stuff. And then, I mean, another, you know, great result for Albon finishing P7. Or no, P8, just missing it out. But sorry if you guys can hear the rain. It just started raining crazy hard um, uh, here. Uh, But Albon... And Perez now have the same number of Q3 appearances. That was what Perez's sixth or fifth race in a row of not getting into Q3. Like, mm-hmm. what up with that? Like, I I do not know, but it's officially a bona fide slump, baby. It's it's big, man. He's got the yips or something. Uh, and then I think, I mean, we'll talk more about this when we do the news section, but. With Danny Rick back in the driver's seat, that's 
that's got to be putting some pressure on you. But before we get there, uh, what what do you think? What do you think's got to happen there? What do you think's? I mean, he's got to he's got to just shake it off. Well, we're are we halfway point yet now? Uh, yeah, I think somewhere this will be twelfth coming up. Hungary is twelve round twelve. So it's still a lot of racing to happen. And, but it has got to turn around pronto, I would think. If I, I don't know. I mean, Horner's coming up and, you know, putting his arm around Perez and you know, we're sticking with you and all that, but I'm not so sure. Well, he is under contract it, it, for next year. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I think so. Is Danny Rick Gilbert. at McLaren? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you, you really do not. I think he's the thing that's got him, that's buying him a little bit of breathing room is that nobody else is even close to them in the championship. You know? True. I mean, Max alone, I think he said that. I alone can, I could win the, for the team, my points alone. <laughs> Which is and sad. that's true, and but and, and and so like I think to to put extra pressure on Checo does no good. Like that's not going to make him perform better. I think no, and it's unnecessary. But I think that's what's really saving him right now is that there is no you know Ferrari or or Aston Martin or uh, Mercedes isn't breathing down the throats. You know it isn't it isn't a couple points game. Um. So, but I think he just needs to shake it off. I mean come to the terms that he's nowhere close he's not going to be even you know everything's off there's nothing left to do but to just come in second like but he's he's not even in second i don't believe in the championship oh no he is barely it's getting close it's only 20 points 19 points between him and fernando alonso i i I don't know i just i got a feeling he's he's going to come out of it Mm -hmm. I hope so, but I, I mean, I'm not picking him for my grid rival team anytime soon. I can tell you that. No, I'm, I'm glad my contract ended with him <laughs> until he proves otherwise. Uh, I've, and boy, would I, I, I was contemplating picking up Norris. Oh, of, I did. Of, I just uh, forgot to make him my star driver in our league. Yeah. I didn't even pick a star yeah. driver. I have, I have Albon and Norris. I could have picked either one of them to be my star driver. And I yeah. didn't pick either. I just didn't pick it. It was what a bone well, move. I picked I picked <laughs> Ocon and Gasly, and guess what? Oh, um, well, you're still well in the lead, I think. And we have we actually well, have to give a shout out to Maxwell. Um, he jumped. He went from like he P five to P two. I know he was a top scorer, wasn't he? He crushed it. So shout yeah. out Maxwell if you're listening. I think he I'm pretty sure he yeah. listens. Um okay, we should do a moment with Martin here from the uh Silverstone Grand Prix and then we'll jump into news. So here's here's your just a more classic moment with Martin. <laughs> so busy trying not to crash with the the old junkers we had back there back then. These cars are all together more trustworthy. All together more trustworthy. All together. <laughs> that came from earlier on where Max made a comment about one of the Ferraris pitting and they were having him and Crofty were having a little talk about did you were you able to watch 
the the screens when you were driving, Martin. And he's like, he's like, no, I, I was just trying not to crash these junkers. <laughs> junkers. To crash with the, the old junkers we had back there, back then. These cars are all together. The old junkers we had back then. I just love the way he says that. Um, okay, news pops because we got we got some news to talk about, and this we can we'll start with we'll start with the Brad Pitt movie. Man, how pumped are you for this? I heard about that. I'm going, what? Yeah, they're film- they filmed at the Silverstone Grand Prix. They really did a good job on the TV and stuff, not picking it up. But Brad Pitt and his co-star, I forget his, the guy's name. I, I should look it up. Um, they were like on the – they were standing next to Science and them on the – during the national anthem. They like they walked out with them. They had paddocks. They had two garages with like full-on – F1 setup and they had their names and their pictures above the driveway and they were they did on track filming they were on the formation lap um and the, they have like modified F2 cars uh that kind of look like Mercedes um but so there's going to be I'll give you a little rundown there's going to be six also six more races this year including Hungary next race um where they're going to be filming for this movie. The movie is being produced by the same guy who produced Top Gun Maverick. And they're, and I heard a little interview with Martin Brundle and Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt's um, saying that like they're, it's all real. Like they're, they're, they're like, he's like, you've never seen racing and like G forces and like, like real driving done like this in any movie ever. Um, oh baby. And if you watch Top Gun Maverick, you know what he's talking about. Like it is awe-inspiring the links of like practicality that they went through in making that film and if it comes anywhere close to touching that. Oh, and did I mention that uh Lewis Hamilton is a consultant on the on the movie and is is you know doing stuff to make sure that it's a realistic de- depiction of what it's like to be an F1 driver. Um I think it's going to be really cool. The only thing that I've heard that is very um, movie studio-esque about this, and I think we'll lose a little bit of of us more diehard F1 fans, um, is that apparently in the movie, which listen to this cast too, Brad Pitt and the, is, a, is, a, is coming out of retirement because his friend, who's played by Benicio Del Toro, who's the owner of an F1 team, calls him back out of retirement to help save the team or 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 boost the team with their new young hotshot driver um mm. but they go apparently they go from like last to fighting for the championship which okay doesn't happen that's i think you know from like it i mean we're not going to we don't we have not seen that for some time where williams is all of a sudden fighting mercedes or red bull or ferrari for the world title. I mean, we've seen some big jumps this year and we've also seen some older drivers come back um, this year. So it's like, I guess a great season to be filming it in and a great era, but like also Red Bull is 208 points ahead of the, of the second place team, let alone AlphaTauri is not going to come back from a two point deficit to overthrow, (laughs) overthrow, uh, 
um, Red Bull this season. So I think that is a little – that's going to be a little bit Hollywood. But I feel like if we can, you know, kind of look past some of that stuff, that we're in for a really – what's sounding like a really, really cool movie about the sport we all love. And I am here for it. Yeah, I've, I've, I heard that and said, oh, baby, I'm, I'm ready to watch that. Oh, baby, let's do it. Oh, baby. All right. Oh, baby. So the other big news and the other oh, big baby that oh, baby mm. thing that we need to talk about is Danny's back. Back in cars. That's right. Daniel Ricardo is replacing the newly booted Nick DeVries and will be driving at Hungary in the AlphaTauri as the driver of the second AlphaTauri car. Dad. I think it's awesome. I just hope he does well. (laughs) It's not like Alphatari's crap, but well, it it is actually like their crap. They're the last place. Well, but you know they are. Don't tell me that they're dead last. Two points. Alfa Romero. Alfa Romero has nine points. They have seven more points than them. Haas, 11. Williams, 11. Williams is in seventh place right now. Look at that. Well, yeah. Okay. That's amazing. So what I'm saying is, is that can Danny Rick make a show with this car? Well, he's already making a show. That's what, that's what's telling. Like, that's all I've heard. That's all I've seen. That's all social media is, is Danny Rick is back. And I think it's so funny that we're making such a big deal about him going to AlphaTauri because he could have had that seat before DeVries even was picked. He yeah. turned it down. Yeah. So it shows how much he really didn't like not being in an F1 car if he's now like, oh, yeah, I'm here. Let's do it. I also think Helmet really blew this one. Like, and really just showed his, like, Sith kicking puppies. Like, I heard, like, he is a really hard dude. Um, oh, Marco. Helmet Marco. Yeah, yeah. he freaking, like, is just nasty. I mean, he made the, the, the I think, uneducated or un, like, uh, snap decision to put DeVries in that car after his Monza drive. Um, and and he wasn't really a serious option. They had other options. Um, and he just made the call overnight, put him in the seat. I mean, yeah, DeVries, I think, is having a tough year, like most people would say that. I mean, he's, you know, garnered the nickname DeVries. Um, but I don't think it's all that much worse than Sonoda's rookie year. In fact, I think it's it's slightly better. I mean, Sonoda had that great his great debut qualifying, but then went nowhere for a whole year and mm-hmm. had a bunch of yep. big costly crashes too. And there was never even a, a talk of him getting removed. Definitely not mid season. And I just feel I feel sorry for DeVries, and I think a lot of people were pretty harsh on him when that came down and, and it's got to suck that it's Ricardo that took your seat too. And like, he's just beloved. Um, and then I, I saw something about, you know, 
some media outlets making up um, things he said because he hasn't done any media. And I just, I feel really, I feel like that was a, a, a tough break and he didn't really deserve that. Um, and that's, that's gotta be yeah, I think- a real hard hit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm stoked to have Danny back. I just don't think it, I don't, it's, it seemed harsh. It seemed abrupt and it seemed harsh. I agree. I agree on that. But will it, your excitement for seeing this great personality back in a seat, I mean, does that outweigh anything? I mean, are there well, are there visions of, of shoeys in your your head, you know? I think that's unrealistic. I think <laughs> I think if he gets the car, if he gets in the in the top ten or into Q three, we'll see a shoey. But I mean, I mean yeah. that's a realistic expectation. I think that, for Alpha that would be right a now. that would be sh- a sh- shoey worthy if if they were to get the Q three. Yeah. Um, I mean that. I mean, we'll see. I mean, Sonoda's been close. So, I mean, Sonoda scored two points. I mean. He's he's had some pretty good results, so I think I think if I was Sonoda, I'd be nervous. If I mean maybe not based on Danny's performance at you know at McLaren, but apparently you know he also drove the RB nineteen in a, or whatever the current car the in a Pirelli tire test at Silverstone too, and I guess his 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 time was was good enough for the front row. Um. But, oh yeah, but, yeah. It's the RB nineteen. Yeah, but that. That that's hard to garner what that really means because it wasn't on the same tires. There was, you know, he was testing some new tires for for Pirelli. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, I guess his his sim times have been looking really good, and I mean, is it this that we we kind of mentioned that we were going to talk about this? I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of talk about Perez and and Horner's definitely very there to like shore him up and say he's under contract, but this this. This this does change things. <laughs> I mean, um, oh, it, it, it's definitely he's there. He's that. lurking. He's around. He's in the you know. Uh, I mean, it's 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 warm up time basically. It's like it's like Perez is the. This is what the best analogy I can think of is if you watch baseball, Perez is still on the mound, but there's activity in the bullpen. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. I like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, despite definitely. what the manager's saying, uh, there's activity in the bullpen. And, um, I don't know that, that can, that could be, that could be either be good or bad. Hopefully good. I, I don't want to, I want to see, I would love to see Perez get another year in the Red Bull and have a good year. I'd love to see it. Um, but, I mean that's something else we we you know the the Red Bull despite what everybody says is the same and and Max is six wins and they're eleven you know it, it's showing that the driver does make a big difference to that car just because it's the fastest car doesn't mean that um the season is you know it, it's going the way it is because of Max um yeah but. With with this late call, this abrupt call, it did open like silly season chatter, r- un- like really early, um, and apparently mm-hmm. a lot's coming about Ferrari and Science is incredibly unhappy at Ferrari, um, and that I guess the the team dynamic there has gone quite toxic. Um, Silverstone 
being one of the places um there were some unfavored or unprecedented calls or something and science is so i think science is not happy at being at ferrari um mm -hmm. and i think is being kind of wasted i think his skills are being wasted there i'm not gonna lie but i don't i don't see where he could go where would be a better option to go um and putting a lot of that and i, I heard rumors of of audi when audi by sauber um but that's not till 26 and that's that's a big gamble to go on a on a completely unknown or you know well i guess not un completely unknown but i mean ask ask valtteri oh. botas how that sauber deal is working out for him because yeah i mean alfa romero is you know ninth and really struggling i mean ferrari's not doing great but there's still ferrari and still at p4 mm -hmm. you know but um, and then there was, you know, there was some big talk about Norris really being disappointed and, and being a waste. And I think up until the last two races, maybe these last two races have kind of changed his, uh, changed his tune a little bit. Oh man, I forgot to say this too. When we were talking about DeVries and, uh, well, well I guess it's his perfect timing, but, um, uh, when we were talking about Danny Rick and Perez, I guess, um, Albon was approached by Red Bull, uh, and he said no. no. He said no way. He did not. He turned it down. There's, he's on the record. He's saying I, I wouldn't go back to Red Bull. How crazy is that? Wow, that is crazy. It was there explanation. Do you know anything about? Well, you know, just, why would Albon feel strongly about that? Because or, of the way he was treated there? He was treated? Well, yeah. So yeah. being jerked around and tossed down and kicked out, same sort of thing that happened to Reese. Mm -hmm. it was, it was, but it was at the big boy team. And uh, I think Albon, I did not hear that scuttlebutt. Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. So whether or not it's true or not. Um, but it, it was in quotes, so it oh, okay. like, let me see who, who, what the source was, but I thought, <laughs> I, oh, this was ESPN F1, Alexander Albon. I would take a seat in a Chinese F4 over the second Red Bull seat on what, when asked on why he would, uh, why he rejected Red Bull. Whoa. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Well, we got. To well, look it appears to that the... your opinions are 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 held by others. Yeah, your opinion of the Red Bull. Setup. Yeah, <clears throat> that's telling. That's telling right there. Um, it really got, is. We got the Hungaro Ring this Friday, or I mean this Sunday. Um, I'm pretty excited. Mm -hmm. I really like Hungary. I think it's a it's a really the Hungaro Ring is a great circuit. Um. There will not be a race preview for that because we've just kind of been behind. Um, but we'll look forward to getting back on that really soon. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We had I had a ton of fun uh, with a little looser format. Um, it was great to finally hear your opinions and get to chat F1 with you, Pops. Yeah, I love it. I love, 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 love it. Um, last Last word or thought to you is uh, what silly season shakeup would you like to see? 
uh, what what team, what driver would you like to see to go to what team? Uh, go. I would like to see. Oh God, there's so many. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say, I am with that comment by Peter Windsor this last week about how he's seeing some of the Ayrton Senna magic in Oscar Piastri. I am very curious to see what happens. And it's not where a driver would go other than is, is this really the case? Is this guy really got that kind of, whatever it is that Senna had. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm dodging your question because I, I just that. don't know. This is why people, people <laughs> tune in is to hear hardcore unanswered questions. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. Let's, let me go to, let me go to plan B that plan there. B. I would like to see. I don't know. Okay, while you're thinking of it, here's my ideal plan B, or my ideal silly season is freaking Lance Stroll finally gets dropped, and <laughs> and any and and then Carlos Sainz goes over there, and you have double Spanish lineup next year, and they are vying for the world. Oh, uh, boom! I like that a lot. How come I didn't think of that? Oh, well, God. that is that is awesome. That is, yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, well, how about I would like <laughs> we'll, we'll go from Spain to French. They already got the French. Maybe Leclerc would go to Alpine, and even though the Gasly and O'Connor. French drivers, but Leclerc would go to Alpine and Alpine would come along. I don't know. All right. That, I still like, I still like your Aston Martin one better. That's just okay. Awesome. Well, we will be here to tell you if any of our ridiculous predictions come true and we'll see you after the Hungaro. What ring. predictions? Did we make predictions? No, I meant about silly no. season. Oh, a silly season. Okay. Right. Bye bye everybody. Thanks. Yeah. Good to, good to have you around, folks. <laughs>